You are listening to Noted, a music and beer podcast hosted by Jeff Burns and Brian Duggar and produced by The Blade. Hey guys, this is Brian Duggar of the Toledo Blade here for episode 10 of Noted in Toledo. And as usual, I got my buddy uh, Jeff Burns at my side. Uh, and we also had the Blade Sports Editor, Jeff Swoboda. And you might be asking yourself, why is the Blade Sports Editor here for a beer and music podcast? Well, Jeff, why are you here for a beer and music podcast? Why did you decide to stop by today, man? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the fact that there's two Jeffs could make this rather confusing throughout the day. Yeah, but anyhow, we have a couple former NFL players with us, Brandon Fields and Chris Morris. And Brandon's wife, uh, Katie, is also here with us. And they opened a brewery up in Sylvania, Ohio. Uh, it's called Inside the Five. And so we're going to talk beer, music, and a little NFL. So thanks for coming, guys. Thank you for having us. You know, Brandon, I was uh, doing a little research before the uh, the show, trying to figure out what kind of music we could use for this episode. <laughs> and I'm like, I wonder if the Miami Dolphins have a uh, fight song. And you know what? The Miami Dolphins have a fight song. I'm not going to ask you to sing it, but do you know any of the words of the Miami Dolphins fight song? I do. I mean, I think it was made <laughs> back in, uh, what, the 1970s? So it's uh, sounds they st- like a Disney song. Yeah, they, <laughs> st- they still play it uh, in the stadiums, and it uh, has that kind of old school kind of retro charm to it. They tried to get rid of it actually, and um, the crowd hated it, and so the crowd <laughs> wanted it back, and they, so they brought it back, and they still play it in games. It sounds like it's a small world, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you, so I'm taking you don't want to sing it, but you do know the words, and we're. Uh, so. No, I've, I've never been known for uh, my singing voice, so I'm not going to start here. But anyhow, you know what? Billboard actually ranked uh, the number one uh, fight song in the <laughs> NFL. Really? So. Wow. And Chris, not to leave you out, I know the Oakland Raiders, you're drafted by them in the seventh round in, in like 2005? 2006. 2006. Yep. And they also have a very famous fight song. They weren't number one? They were not number one. You know what? They were number four. Oh. So, <laughs> do you know any of the words to that song? No. You know that by I've, been hitting, I've been hitting the head too many times. So. <laughs> I don't remember much. Yeah. But anyhow. So, anyhow, so you guys just opened up the brewery in Sylvania, and I guess it's only been about a month now. So, well, first of all, let's start. Why did you decide to open up a, a brewery? I'm sure former NFL guys, you probably could have gone anywhere and I know you both have your MBAs too so mm-hmm. why a brewery uh well about 10 11 years ago I brought I bought Brandon for his birthday a uh, home brewing kit and it just it was the best present I ever got him he loved it he kept expanding it and when he was looking to retire we started talking about retirement I told him just do something you really love doing and what you know what do you love doing what do you have fun doing and his answer was beer I like making beer and um, that's kind of where it all started and we just started talking about it within the, the next few years to follow and uh, ran with it yeah I mean it was about uh, three four years in the process in terms of when we come back home we'd start looking at different uh, pieces of land properties buildings um, kind of passively seeing kind of targeting areas um, and then probably about two years ago maybe a little bit more is when we kind of uh, targeted downtown Sylvania and settled on the, the building that we're at now um, and along the process you know kind of pitched the idea to Chris um, got him on board 
um, and from there it was just uh, about a little over a year of, of a lot of hard work getting the place ready and opened up two weeks ago. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, it's a great place. I've been out there several times now, and the guys have 18, 18 beers on the board, right, and 15 of your own. Yes, yeah, we have 18 taps, uh, 50 of them are our own, three of them are guest taps, uh, stuff that we don't currently make, um, but kind of uh, fill the, the holes in our lineup and stuff of, you know, mead, ciders, and sours, you know, stuff that uh, typical beer drinkers don't like, um, but it's for other people who still want to come enjoy themselves and can have something to drink. Right. Now, do you remember the first beer you made with that beer kit? Uh, the very first one... I think it was kind of your, your typical uh, amber or pale ale. Was it drinkable? It was. Yeah, it was <laughs> drinkable. The very first beer that I created myself in it was a chocolate coffee milk stout. Nice. Um, wow. And kind of from there evolved into what a, is our Ashes of Victor, which is a, a milk stout on nitro right now. Right. Uh, that's the first one that kind of from scratch created the recipe myself. Right, and Chris, you weren't actually you weren't a brewer, but I guess you've made a couple beers at this point. So how's that process going? I had zero beer making knowledge, <laughs> or and very little knowledge of the craft industry um, as a whole when Brandon approached me. Uh, I think it was last February I joined Brandon for our first brew together. Uh, it was the beginnings of our uh, one of our staple IPAs, Prepare for Glory. We made it on a 20-degree day and outside, and <laughs> I had no idea what we were doing, but it somehow turned out really well, and uh, that was my beginning into the process. Yeah, man, I've been there. Um, I, well, actually, I've only been there once so far, but I had the, the Rye Guy, um, which is a pale ale, and I it was delicious, man. And um, I wanted to ask you, too, like, what are... Um, I don't know, like, what are some of your uh, your favorite beers um, that you have on tap at your brewery? Uh, favorite beer right now is our double IPA, Beautiful Death. Um, one that we had before um, that was kind of experimental that I did with Chris, and we brought it back was Snap to the Face. It was an IPA with uh, lime, cilantro, jalapeno. Um, a lot of the beers I like to try to create are, are kind of culinary-inspired in terms of picking out either desserts, foods, or just general ideas, using whole foods and kind of putting different stuff together that people maybe won't think will mesh and have it, you know, turn out well. Now you mentioned Snap to the Face and Katie, you told us a funny story about <laughs> Snap to the Face. So, so can you tell the listeners? Uh, yeah, all of our, all of the beer names have a story behind it and um, Snap to the Face may be my favorite one. My favorite, not Brandon's. Um, back in 2013, Brandon was um, who are you playing? Do you remember? Patriots. They were playing the Patriots, and he also held for uh, field goals. So they were um, they were running a fake field goal, or they were attempting to run a fake field goal, and the timing was off. And he got down to um, catch the snap, and the snap came a little early, and he wasn't ready, and he turned his head, and the ball hit him right in the face. And that's kind of where the name came from, Snap to the Face, because he brewed that beer shortly after, and it is the jalapeno beer that um, kind of has a kick to it, so it, you know, it seemed appropriate to name it Snap to the Face. Okay, you were, you were in the hospital, right? I was. I, I was watching the game on TV. I had just had our first kid, and um, they just kept replaying it over and over, <laughs> and I just sat in the hospital watching 
this ball hit him in the face and all the nurses and all the staff kept coming in saying what happened what happened I was like I don't know I know as much as you do I'm watching it over and over on TV um, so yeah I'll, I'll remember that day pretty clearly yeah yeah Brandon this uh I found this on YouTube, and I found it in many places on YouTube, and it really was oh, yeah. a snap to the face. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, wow. Uh, yeah, I've gotten a lot of grief for it, but, I mean, it's one of those of, you know, it's hard to catch the ball when you're not looking, but trying the old school way of getting it stuck in my helmet. and Just one of those things, just me and the snapper on different pages, and it was just kind of perfect timing or, or the worst timing ever, kind of right when I turned my head, uh, that's when the ball hit me. We so. can laugh about it now. Yeah, it's great oh, that yeah. we can laugh about it now. Oh, yeah, I still uh, give my, my uh, snapper grief right now. He's uh, down in Miami. <laughs> if he hears this, he'll probably love that we're bringing it up again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, every beer's got a story to it. I mean, are, are there any other fu funny stories yeah, buried in there? Stories? Uh, some, like Ashes of Victor, kind of talks about there was a hotel victor, uh, the exact spot where the brewery is now, ended up burning to the ground uh, in uh, 1915. Uh, some of our themes are kind of, some are football based, uh, a lot of our IPAs are kind of uh, Spartan based um, in terms of like the Greek Spartan. Um, we have uh, our Irish Red Ales megaphone based on the, uh, the trophy between Notre Dame and uh, Michigan State. Um, what other ones do we have? Uh, do you have one? Uh, I saw in the description one said something about Icebox. I was like, okay, this is from oh. the Little so Giant. It's, right? it's so Little Giant. It's uh, kind of double meaning. One, it's the play, the, the fake field goal that beat Notre Dame in overtime against Michigan State. And then in the description also, also referenced the uh, Little Giant movie because yeah. it's a session IPA, so it's a lot lighter. So kind of uh, having a little fun with that. Um, we, we can't really name the, the inspiration behind this one, but um, we have a stained khakis. <laughs> that's, that's a very good Yeah, you, you can kind of read between the lines on that. Uh, it's delicious. <laughs> it's, a, it's a brown ale that uh, has a little nuttiness to it and stuff like that. And, on uh, Facebook, you had a picture of a Harbaugh with that. Uh, uh, wasn't it on Facebook you had a picture of Harbaugh when you were talking about the stained khakis? So. We, we like to have fun. We have a good <laughs> sense of humor around here, and um, because there's – three Spartan grads that work in the brewery. Um, you know, Michigan and Ohio State, all the Big Ten schools that um, the Spartans play each year, you know, we'll get some grief, but it's all in fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah Chris, you guys are actually, you were uh, roommates at Michigan State, right? I mean, and I think you got there first, so what did you see in this guy that, I mean, how did you end up being uh, roommates? I was actually supposed to host him on official visit, and I passed him along to my friend because I didn't want to bother with it. <laughs> didn't have much in common with the kicker at the moment. But, um, you know, he's, he's great people and uh, a good person and um, a good roommate. Yeah. So. so you guys are roommates for two, two and a half years, right? I think it was about that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Two years, I think, before I left. Mm -hmm. um, at the brewery, how do you decide on, um, or I guess as far as the music that you play, um, how do you decide on, you know, what, what you want people to hear <laughs> when they stop in? Uh, well, it's... it's I have a, I kind of fight with one of our uh, bartenders in terms of changing it. Uh, it's family friendly, uh, so kind of try to keep it as clean as possible. Um, in general, the music I like is, uh, um, you know, rock, stuff like that. So yeah. I think it, it's, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, Three Days Grace, uh, kind of that genre in terms of, of stuff. Uh, Seven Dust, uh, if, if I had my way completely, it would be more metal Yeah. Uh, in there, uh, but I know 
But then I get there and yeah. walk in and I change it to like Bruno Mars <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. So it depends who's who's in control of the remote that day. Yeah. So I mean, in general, it, it's not we're not the typical bar, typical club. Um, so with that, you know, a lot of the music that we have is kind of along those lines. Um, we do have live music, and obviously, depending on who we bring in, you know, what they play, stuff like that. But wow. it's one of those of kind of we we change it up move it around a bunch so yeah cool what kind of like just local bands or like local acoustic is it uh yeah we um don't have a large area so just more of duos is is who we're gonna bring in we're um we're just starting to kind of book people um we had the katie and jordan show in um not too long ago that were great we really liked them so they'll be back um but yeah local local artists cool cool brandon chris talk about the uh, music you hear in a NFL locker room and who's in charge of actually playing that music? <laughs> Do they even play music in the locker room? Thankfully, these days uh, everybody has their own set of headphones, so they can pretty much choose to listen to whatever they want. Um, like everything else, there's a huge mix in what people want to listen to. Um, a lot of rap, a lot of rock, uh, basically whatever motivates you uh, yeah. to get you playing. Um, I personally never listened to music when I was playing. I was always thinking about other dumb things in my head, <laughs> you know, trying not to screw up when I get out there, but um, you get a mix of everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah Miami, was uh, the, the game day locker room, everybody had headphones during the game. That way, you know, you kind of keep to yourself and don't disrupt anybody else. Um, the actual practice locker room, it, uh, it was kind of cut up or segmented in sections of different people, and... There were stereos in each little little cove, if you will, and it was usually, you know, so you'd have four or five different types of music playing all, all at the same time, kind of trying to drown out the others. Um, it was really seniority. Um, so myself and a couple other teammates in our little section, it was primarily country, uh, sometimes rock, depending on who was in there or not. But, yeah, you'd, same thing. You'd hear multiple stuff and kind of depending who's in there and kind of who can grab a stereo is what, what you hear, but... It quickly gets changed when a veteran walks through and wants something different. So. Yeah, the car ride of the game was very different. Um, some of the home games, I, I'd i go early and ride with them to the stadium, and I, it was very loud, heavy metal on the way to the games with him, and I just had to sit there and be silent because he'd get in his own world with his heavy metal. And if we, if I had a friend go to the game with me, I had to warn them ahead of time, like, don't let the car ride scare you. <laughs> like, he, it would just be blaring, and I don't even know what he'd listen to. No. It's not, it's not yeah, the music, lot, but lot that would get his, him and game ready. A lot so. of Slipknot and other kind of like stuff. So. Wow, like Metallica or like? Uh, some Metallica, um, but more of the, more of the yelling, screaming of other stuff. So. And are we talking like volume wise, like in the car? I mean, was oh, this yeah. blasting? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. So the whole car be like oh, yeah. vibrating, shaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't awesome. complain. It was his his routine, so I wow. just yeah. stayed in, silent. And many of you guys may not know this, but Brandon's actually a St. John Jesuit kid. Mm -hmm. So uh, <laughs> apparently they listen to a lot of heavy metal down at uh, St. John's <laughs> these days. Yeah, started after, after the St. John's days is when I started getting into it more. Yeah. So. Interesting. I mean, uh, you still, uh, Katie, you mentioned, uh, you know, sometimes you have to go into the brewery and change because uh, he's listening to metal. But, I mean, are you still, like, what kind of, uh, I mean, you also mentioned country, too, but, like, as far as, like, music, just, like, on your own time, I mean, what do you enjoy listening to? Um, a lot of, I mean, it all, like everything else, depends on the mood. In the most part, it's it's a lot of uh, more just 
Brock of Seven Dust is favorite friends with some of the bandmates. Really? Uh, stuff like that. So that's kind of my go-to. Um, other than that, like uh, Three Days Grace. Um, disturbed. Yeah, Disturbed. Yeah. Um, kind oh, of nice. along along those lines. Um, cool. Um, I, I love the sound of silence. Mm-hmm. Disturbed. <laughs> <That's> fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, Chris, how about you? Uh, I'll sort of lean towards uh, 80s rock. Um, nice. Hair bands. <laughs> you yeah. Yeah, we're That's just typically at, what I listen to. Yeah, we're just at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Jeff and I covered that, and Bon Jovi went in this year, so that yeah, was, was cool really to see that was really cool to be backstage with them. You know, kind of during interviews. Nice. So that's great because yeah. they're soundtrack of my youth. So. <laughs> <laughs> Got anything there, sports editor? Yes, yeah, Spoboda. <laughs> yeah, I actually have a little bit of a beer question. Um, and it was something I read in a story that Brian wrote about uh, your brewery recently. And just, um, I moved here from Columbus about two and a half years ago. And in Columbus, there's, a, there's such a huge craft beer culture. And it was a little bit different coming here to Toledo. It's obviously growing with you guys and a lot of other places. But where do you kind of see the, the craft brew, uh, brewery culture in Toledo? Do you see it expanding? Uh, obviously, you're part of that. And is it kind of a, a fun, exciting thing to be a part of? It's completely expanding. I mean, the fact that for whatever reason, Toledo in and of itself is kind of behind in terms of we're surrounded by a lot of other cities and stuff that have taken off, you know, Ann Arbor, Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati, you know, even in Indiana. So the fact that I think Toledo is just starting to catch up, as you can see with ourselves and other breweries that are starting to pop up where the area has not been saturated yet. So the fact that, you know, it's kind of good timing for us where we can kind of get in, get a foothold and and establish ourselves uh, before a lot of other breweries uh, open up. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely see the excitement. I mean, when you guys opened a couple weeks ago, it was a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, the line was, like, out the door, right? I mean, you could just see the excitement in everybody. And I know a lot of people have been talking about this. There's a lot of craft brew drinkers in the area. So um, I think there's a want for craft beer around here, um, just as there is in Columbus and Cincinnati and Cleveland. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's beginning to expand, and it's a good thing. It is a good thing because I was also Brian and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago too. That it's really cool that these new breweries are popping up around in Toledo, because now I don't have to drive to Cleveland or I don't have to drive to Columbus or Detroit or you know miss somewhere in Michigan. I can just stay here in Toledo. Yep. Yeah, Brian is a new brewery. A lot of people are going to have comments, and you know, especially online, and oh, some yeah. of them aren't going to be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you said a lot of people have told you, you know, nice things about beer, and I, I like it personally. I've tried a bunch of them, but do you, do you want to hear from those people that say, "Wow, this beer just sucks"? <laughs> uh, yes and no. Um, obviously, you know, Chris and I, from playing, we're used to being criticized for everything we do, so I'm used to that. Um, at the same time, if it's something that we can change and do in terms of, okay, maybe something wasn't done right, prepared right, something of that nature. Now, if it's something where it's our core, this is the beer we're going to make, well, I mean, that's everybody has their own tastes. So, I mean, I've gotten some feedback on some stuff where people don't like a particular style of beer, but yet they're going to try it and then tell me how bad it is. Well, if that's not what you like, that's okay. That's why we have so many other beers, because people do have such a wide variety of tastes. And that's the great thing about craft beer is that there's so many different styles, and I think there's one for everybody. And so, you know, if somebody doesn't like a beer, we can't tell them they're wrong. You know, everyone has different tastes and different palates, um, but we have 18 taps, so try something else and find something you do like. So 
um, that's the great thing about how many taps we have and about you know craft beer in general yeah it's it's all about just find you know that person finding the beer that they like so yeah. if they don't like a particular one let me know about it and we'll, we'll point you in the right direction and get you know, a beer that you do like yeah, Katie, you had told me down in Florida it'd be a little bit of a challenge for Brandon. Like, you'd have friends come over, and he would try to find, match him up with a beer, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have, one, we had a lot of um, non-craft beer drinker friends as, they, you know, they stick to Bud Light. And so he would try and introduce them into a lighter craft beer and get them, you know, started on that. But then we have friends that don't like beer. They're, they're you know, drink as a margarita or... Um, something along that sort so he'd, he'd try and make something um, culinary expire, inspired with uh, different flavors that kind of lend to their what they like in their palate so he'd try and convert these non-beer drinkers into beer drinkers and so uh, he still does that So NFL players, are they mostly the, the Bud Light, Budweiser you got a lot of craft beer drinkers it depends where they come from. I mean, just the fact that the demographics of, you know, NFL teams, one, they change year to year, and two, they're, they're from all over the country. Uh, so a lot of it just depends on the area they come from. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you get a, a good mix of people where some are, are used to it and some have no idea what it is, not interested, so it's kind of a, a challenge that I kind of took on and had fun with. Right. So converted so, most, but still working on a few. Chris so, was a big uh, wine drinker yeah. living out in in California so he converted over and is you know introduced him to craft beer I spent six six years in uh, Oakland and every year we had our training camp in Napa Valley right. I started to resent Napa Valley just because it brought back memories of pain and long training camp <laughs> days <laughs> but I did get to experience some you know world-class wine and uh, developed a taste for it um, I think that is very similar to craft beer where you can essentially take the same products and um, make nuances right. and make it your own. So now that you're at a brewery, what kind of beer are you gravitating toward? Boy, again, it's, it's cliche because I own the place or one of the owners, but <laughs> <laughs> I find uh, you know most of them to be of excellent quality. Um, the darker beers I love. Um, but then again, I also really enjoy the bitterness of our IPAs and just the flavor profiles. And Brandon, you you had told me before that IPAs are your favorite beer to brew. Talk mm -hmm. about that a little bit. Um, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a hophead, which I think a lot of people, especially ones home brewers, are. Um, just the fact that you can take, um, you know, the simple ingredient as a hop, and depending on the variety, complete a completely different taste of whether of, of when you actually make it when you put them in or uh, just the combination of them so that's something that's very intriguing I, I love to do of, of all the IPAs that we do have different hot profiles um, which you know give to different tastes so uh, even some people who say that they they don't like uh, IPAs or don't like the bitterness of it well then let's let's find a, a hop that you know maybe you do like or something that isn't bitter gives a lot of different flavors to it um, so just the fact that there's so many different varieties of hops and you can play with them, you know, in, in different ways and create completely different beers. Right. And what's your favorite hop to brew with? Uh, right now it's Citra and Amarillo. Yeah. Um, just two very unique and kind of bright, uh, colorful tastes. 
And uh, you guys mentioned uh, that you were roommates uh, back in college. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like what kind of beers did you guys drink uh, back then? And I know you were just talking about whatever was cheapest. Yeah, it's <laughs> Keystone Light and stuff like that. I'm natural. Sure that's what I drank in natural. Yeah. When I first, well, I wasn't old enough when I first started college. Um, right, so you did not drink then. I, I stayed away. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I could, we're the typical college kids in general, kind of uh, right. not picky. We also weren't, uh, craft beer wasn't what it is now, and the fact that we weren't enlightened to it. Um, so it's more of what you what you'd typically think. Now, Brandon, back, sorry, we're jumping all around here. I'm just, ideas just keep coming in my head, but I think you officially retired from the Dolphins in September, didn't you? Yes. So, um so they just started doing it was actually the second year they've done this where they bring back guys who played you know pretty much the whole entire careers with Miami that for whatever reason did not actually end their career with Miami um, so was able to go down brought my family with me and there was six of us in the in the class um, two of the guys a couple years older than me played with uh, one of the guys Paul Solii actually was in the same draft class so it's pretty cool with that of the fact that we were drafted together and retired together um, but they put on a ceremony it was actually signed a, a real contract where I was on the team for a day um, before I got retired officially but <laughs> it was it was pretty cool it was cool. cool to bring the family down and kind of share that uh, with them especially my oldest daughter who was able to go to a few games nice. even though she was still a baby nice. so and Brandon wasn't just a average punter. I mean, he was a All-State at, at St. John's, All-American at Michigan State, and All-Pro with the Dolphins. So how does someone become a punter? Yeah, yeah. A lot of practice and a lot of uh, dedication. Um, had a soccer background, um, which kind of helped me a little bit, but uh, soccer is kicking of soccer ball is a lot different kicking of uh, football, or punting of football, I should say. So... Um, yeah, just, you know, my family supported me uh, when I was younger, taking me to different camps and stuff. I was a, when I was a little older, ended up working with Ray Guy a bunch. Nice. Um, so he helped me out a lot. And then from there, it was just um, my own dedication and hard work. Um, Katie, actually uh, getting ready for the combine and stuff, we would uh, worked out at um, the golf bubble on what, Heather Downs. I can't remember which country club or which uh, golf course it is, but they had a little golf dome, and we'd come in after hours, and Katie would snap to me so I could punt the ball <laughs> into the into the dome to yeah, kind of get was ready. Chris, why was why wasn't Chris snapping to you? Yeah, you, you were out of town, weren't you? I was in Oakland, <laughs> <laughs> but it's everybody around me kind of helped me get to that point, right. and just yeah, I mean it, it's yeah. it was a great ride and great experience. And was Chris your snapper at Michigan State? You weren't a center, were you? At Michigan State? I, what did I do? Short I, snap. <laughs> I short snapped uh, my first few years there. I was a long snapper. Um, then as soon as I started um, starting full-time at center, I um, only did the PAT snaps. Right. Um, I really wasn't all that good at that either. But no. <laughs> hey, Brandon, why are you shaking but, your head But there? I tried my best. <laughs> I, so is there a story I got really there? Tired. Oh, yeah. I got really tired after playing the entire series so having to <laughs> snap the ball back to him was a challenge a lot of times it was, it was great the fact that it prepared me for later on of kind of 
I never snap to the face. Yeah, I never actually <laughs> dropped uh, any snaps that hit my hands, but uh, I still remember one story. And granted, uh, no fault of Chris's, our, our coach at the time, for whatever reason, wanted Chris to be the short snapper as opposed to our our actual long snapper who could do it real well. Um, so he would do a you know a ten, twelve, fifteen play drive, and then have to delicately snap the ball to me and. <laughs> one time we scored a touchdown. Uh, myself and our kicker, Dave Rayner, at the time were running on the field. And all of a sudden, Chris goes over the ball, turns around, and says, sorry. And then gets down. I'm, I look at Dave. Look, I'm like, what do you mean, sorry? All of a sudden, some like wobbly thing comes rolling back to me. And I think uh, I end up getting just smoked on that. And Dave probably got hit as well. And this, we never actually got the kickoff. But it's it's one of those of kind of it's fun it's fun now at the time was was a little scary at times of kind of being a, a catcher in a catcher stance wondering what uh, was going to get tossed back to me but Chris Chris did a good job for the majority of the time so Katie was it tough for you I mean obviously a, a kicker not getting brutalized every play but was it tough for you to watch Brandon just get smoked <laughs> it was yeah it was right before the the smoke happened that <laughs> He's someone's chasing him, or you just knew it was coming. And I had to watch, but I didn't want to watch. Um, but yeah, luckily there wasn't, you know, there was only a handful of times that, <laughs> that happened through his career. So. Were you guys high school sweet, sweethearts? Yeah, we were. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Katie, you went to Notre Dame? Yep. But you grew up in Perrysburg area? Um, I did, yeah, I went to Perrysburg, I think, fourth grade through eighth grade. Okay. Um, and then ended up going to Notre Dame after that. Yeah, and Chris, you're up in Bedford. So did you guys ever meet on the football field in high school? I'm guessing probably not. No, back no, then, yeah. our two schools never faced each other. I think. Yeah. They do now. I think yeah, they just. They did uh, last year. Yeah, I think for the first time last year. Did they really? Wow. Yeah. Who won? Nah, don't talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> Bedford came away with that victory. <laughs> Brandon was coaching then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, first game coaching. Um, really? Yeah. Coaching what? I mean, coaching uh, special teams. Yeah. So at St. John's, I was I started out doing a little bit of tight ends and then and special teams and then from there, um, just from a, a time standpoint, just focused just on the special teams. Um, so yeah, that was interesting experience. Of it was good working with the kids. The kids were great. Uh, had a few arguments and scuffles with some of the opposing coaches on stuff. <laughs> Uh, just because, I guess, what I'm used to in both uh, college and NFL of pregame warm-ups and whatnot, uh, some of the high school coaches didn't like. So there was a few arguments here and there in terms of sharing field space and just me making sure my kids were prepared and not uh, really concerned with the, the other opposing team and stuff. So I'm curious what NFL teams you guys follow now. I mean, you were down in Miami, then New Orleans, and you, you played – for the Raiders and a couple other teams, but so I'm kind of curious who you uh, follow now. Whoever's on my fantasy team, is, <laughs> is who I'm following. I think we, pr- we cheer for the Dolphins. Yeah. It's, it was kind of bittersweet after because you, after you know he was released from the Dolphins, it's it's very bitter. So you you want to root for your friends and root for the team you've been with so long, but then you're you're still kind of sour about how they they let him go. So. Um, I think I follow our friends that are still playing, and I always cheer for them and their teams. But um, I think 
I'll always be a Dolphins fan because we were there for so long. Yeah, I agree. And you guys are Michigan State people in the land of Michigan and Ohio State, so so do you hide it? Well, it's, hard, oh, it's tough for you to not. hide oh, it, actually. No. <laughs> we wear it proud. <laughs> we wear it proud, and there are a lot of Michigan State fans here as well. Um, you know, we're a, lot gonna, of, a lot of green and white has walked into the brewery. I think that's a mm-hmm. that's a safe place for people to come and wear their green and yep. white. We've, we've seen a lot. Yeah, we actually, I've seen a lot of Michigan, like people wearing Michigan stuff. I think it's on purpose. Of kind of, <laughs> I'll, I'll walk by them and, and throw a little jab at them, give a little grief, a little smile, kind of. I'll tell you what, fun. Michigan State's had a lot of success against Michigan, well, not Ohio Recently. State, anyhow. And mm-hmm. we're, we're not a sports bar, so we're not catering yeah. towards any certain um, team. We welcome right. everybody to come in and enjoy our beer. Um, but whenever we get the chance to, you know, poke right. fun at our rivals, we'll take that opportunity. It's one of the perks of owning the place. Right. <laughs> and before we let you get out of here, talk about the name of the bar a little bit. I know it's always real important for someone to, who opens up a bar, you know, what are we going to name this thing that can kind of stick and work with merchandising and stuff like that. So you probably went through a pretty detailed process i'm guessing to come up with the name yeah so the name was probably what six eight months or so in the works um kicked around a bunch of different names um what we wanted was something that tied to our past but wasn't a hey look at us type of thing so inside the five um as a punter kind of the ultimate goal that i could do was to punt the ball or pin the opposing team inside their five yard line you know, that was something that uh, kind of fired up our team, allowed our opposing defense to kind of pin their ears back, go after the other team, and, and usually we always, you know, ended in good results, you know, with, with helping win the game. So with that being said, kind of our motto or mantra with the name inside the five is whatever we do, whether it be the beers, the service, the food, we want it to be inside the five. Yeah, and um, a question I had too was, uh, you know, since you guys, you know, just opened a couple weeks ago, like, what is your ultimate vision uh, for the brewery? That's uh, <laughs> we have, we have some ideas in the works, but uh, right now, especially since we're just kind of in that new opening up phase, we want to make sure that you know everything we do right now is how we want it to be done. That kind of everything is, is nothing slacks off. Once kind of in house is is taken care of and from a quality standpoint is consistent, um, then we'll start uh, moving on, whether it's distrib- distributing into some of the local bars and, and restaurants and stuff and other stuff. I know your initial goal was 250 barrels a year, and I'm guessing after the turnout in the first month, you maybe have upped that goal maybe a little bit. Yes. Uh, I think right <laughs> now, just in these two weeks, I think we've gone through probably about 40 barrels of beer. Wow. or so so it's something that uh yeah right now we're just kind of keeping up demand making sure we we constantly have new beers on tap i mean yesterday we just tapped two new ones of a cream ale and a strawberry cream ale um so as soon as one one beer one line is is gone we have another one take its place um so in terms of numbers haven't really focused or or thought of where we're going to go in terms of production but uh kind of see see what the people want and how the demand takes us right. and Chris you weren't a craft beer guy so how are you enjoying the process so far um, it's been a fantastic process a terrifying one <laughs> the entire way um, obviously we don't have the restaurant experience but 
we've been able to put together a great team of people who do have experience, great servers, uh, great managers, and a fantastic chef. And right. we've all seemed to, it seems like we've had a good gel together. Um, the process continues to be fun and exciting. I'm excited to go to work. Um, I get to try new beers all day and, and work, so <laughs> that's another <laughs> one of the perks. It's a never-ending process. It's it's doesn't end, and um, we're excited. Well, I'm excited too, man. I cannot wait until the next time I go there. I'll probably you know go there all the time. My like I said, my favorite beer is the Rye Guy, uh, the Pale Ale over there. And it, yeah, and a little story. Last time Jeff was there, he kept he keeps texting me. He's like, "This beer is awesome," and he's sending me a picture of another beer. Like, "This beer is awesome." I'm like Jeff, you're you're driving home, right? You're being responsible, man, right? So. Yeah, I had a driver, um, and uh, I think it's really cool that you guys are including uh, live music too, because uh, I know there's so many musicians in this area. Um, it's surprising to a lot of people who aren't really accustomed to listening to local music, and it's like every time I write about these local artists or you know talk about them or whatever they're always so surprised and there's so much talent in this area too um so i'm really excited to see an acoustic act or a band or uh, you know whatever at the brewery so katie where do people find out about you guys online if they're interested all your social media um well inside the five brewing we have a facebook page a twitter page an instagram page and our website inside the five.com um we'll keep you up with all of the events going on and um everything we have to offer Okay, and Brandon, we'll bring you back in about a year, and hopefully, hopefully, you have time to practice the fight song and you'll be able to sing that <laughs> for right. us. So, uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do. So that'll be a goal. <laughs> <laughs> Does she know it? No, but that's a good idea. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually contacted the uh, communication, the executive director of communications down there. I forget his name, and said, "Hey, Brandon's going to be on. Can we use this fight song?" and he checked into it, but he said, uh, they said we can't give it to you. You're going to have to contact the author. So, uh, maybe Yeah, maybe one time. of these days. Yeah, maybe <laughs> next time. Yeah. So. Anyhow, thanks so much for joining us, guys. That's Inside the Five Brewing. Good stuff. It's not only beer. They actually have a full menu of food and good stuff there, too. So thanks for joining us, yeah, guys. Like Appreciate you. Thank you. that was victory for msu a michigan state fight song or the michigan state fight song a tribute to our our guests who just left the building brandon fields and his wife katie and chris morris 
all Ohio, Michigan. <laughs> I almost said Ohio State there, Jeff, but <laughs> Michigan State guys. So, yeah. anyhow, fun. How fun was that having yeah. these guys in? Yeah, that was awesome, man. I mean, who knew that that dude listened to just cranked up some Slipknot on the way driving to a game? You know, just to sort of get in the right you know state of mind. You know, to prepare himself for a game. That's just crazy to me, man. All right. And thanks again to Jess Svoboda, the uh, Blade Sports Editor, who joined us. Also. The sports department also has their own podcast, The Exercise Room, so check that out, too. We are not the only one here at The Blade, so it's a <laughs> it's pretty high-quality thing, so check that out. So next week, I, we have another show that I'm pretty excited about. I'm pretty happy with the people we're putting together here and, and having in the office. But next week, we're going to have the Tackets, who are a another Christian group, but they're also on Ralph's, Dr. Ralph Stanley's label from Nashville, and late last year, they appeared in the Grand Old Opry for the first time. So they have really neat stories. She, Sarah is a former Miss Ohio contestant, and they just found out that they will be emceeing the Miss Ohio contest this year. And they've got a show that they will be opening for the Eli Young Band this Friday. Oh, yeah, at Promenade Park. Promenade Park, yeah. So they're be in next week to talk to us, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun. They're from uh, Defiance, right? They're from Defiance. Yeah, so. it's my hometown, so it'd be cool <laughs> to have a hometown uh, hometown uh, artist on the, on the show this week. Yeah, so anyhow, guys, thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you next week. Uh, the world's a better place with music and beer. Take care. Thanks.